Quinn County Media is sponsored and supported by a group of special businesses and organizations who care about positive journalism and highlighting the best that the Twin Counties has to offer. We are supported by the Rocky Mount Event Center, Rocky Mountain Medical Park Pharmacy, Wildwood Furniture, Lighting, and Decor, Happier at Home, Home Health Care, Bullock's Fine Home Furnishings, the Dunn Center at North Carolina Wesleyan University, Fortis Wealth Management, Claire DeLune, Nash Community College, the Small Business Center at Edgecombe Community College, AAA Mini Storage of Rocky Mount, Old North State Coffee Roasters, the Lighthouse Store, Simmons & Harris, Wellingate Apartments, and Metro Maintenance. To become a community partner today, please reach out via email at contact at twincountymedia.com. Welcome back to another episode of the TC Spotlight. My name is Benton Moss, and I am joined by a special guest today, Liam Gilroy, the managing partner of Fortis Investment Management. Did I get that right? Fortis Wealth Management. Wealth close management. enough. Gosh. Close enough. That's all right. <laughs> he hasn't had his caffeine yet, yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I had it like six hours ago, but I, I, need, <laughs> I need, clearly I need more. Um, so Fortis is a community partner of TC Media. So first mm-hmm. off, thank you for that. Absolutely. We appreciate um, your small donation uh, and your kind advertising with us every month, Liam. Sure. But before we get into the business side of things, I want you to tell us all the crazy stories mm. In okay. your background, in your military okay. background. Okay. I don't know if you're right on to that, but I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> so who is Liam Gilroy, and what is he doing in the Twin Counties? Sure. So uh, first career, I was a special forces officer um, at formerly known as Fort Bragg, now Fort Liberty. Uh, worked in different parts of the world, uh, Afghanistan, Iraq, Asia, some parts of Africa. Um, when I separated from active duty, I met my current wife, Eleanor, who's from Tarboro. Tarbur. Which I can't say properly. And <laughs> yeah, uh, Liam is from <laughs> New York. New York. I know, but I do say y'all, so. <laughs> now he does. Now I do. I learned it. I've convinced him. He's convinced me. Um, so when COVID happened, we decided to move east out of North Hills, Raleigh. Um, made more sense to be closer to family with everything going on. And we just had our son about 18 months ago. I didn't. I don't know if I fully realized that y'all lived in North Hills. Where'd you live in North Hills? We were there about two years, about 2019 to 2021, 20, late 2020. Where, oh, where specifically? Right near, near the development off exit eight. So just into ITB, uh, Drury Hills area. I mean, I worked there every day for two well, years. COVID kept us inside. See, look, I've known you <laughs> That's why like, we moved to Tarboro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've, uh, I've known you for like over, I don't know, a year, year yeah, and a half absolutely. now. And I don't know that... I realized that we overlapped. I mean, I, I yeah. worked at Kane. Right. I watched all of Kane grow from the yeah, ground yeah. Increase up. Increase your home value. Right? You Thank you for that. Yeah. You know, I missed the real run, but we got a little bit of it in <laughs> yeah, the beginning. Yeah, a little bit of <laughs> thank you, Kane, yeah, 600 square foot. Um, so, yeah, so we moved to Tarboro. We bought a place on the common that we've fixed up over the past three years, and it's our forever home, so we're excited to be part of it. That's and, awesome. And that's kind of led us to our partnership on a lot of things, you know, yeah. trying to invest in people and organizations that are looking to improve the counties. So Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, we're definitely going to get into that. Okay, great. Um, so you that was a mouthful. So talk about the special operations. Yeah, what, side I, what of can things. I say? What I can mean, I, say? Uh, I can give you a few juicy tidbits here. Well, there. I just, I want to know like, okay, you went to school. Where'd you go to school? So I graduated from Virginia Military Institute. Okay, so VMI. Then you went straight in. Yep, commissioned as a second lieutenant in the okay. Army. So I started actually in the very beginning as a paratrooper. In, as an infantry officer in the 82nd. Okay. Went to Iraq there, um, you know, and trained and did, you know, U.S.-based training and things like that. 
From there, I transitioned to Special Forces. Um, was based out of a unit on the West Coast for okay. Special Forces Group. So we were focused on the Middle East and Southeast Asia. And from there, transitioned to another unit at Fort Bragg um, that was more globally focused. Okay. Um, and I left active duty out of that. Was that more like counterterrorism or counterintelligence? Or what would t- talk about that? Yeah, it has a uh, global counterterrorism focus. Okay. Um, so that kind of gave me experience no in areas. Yeah, no big deal. Areas I hadn't previously been to. And then I transitioned to a reserve officer role so I could focus on Fortis Wealth Management. And I actually still work there until about last month. Oh, wow. Um, because that place stays pretty busy, as you might expect. Yeah. Um, so I'm transitioning into a unit in Florida that you know allows me to kind of serve on a consistent schedule now with the baby and as busy as I am with Fortis and some of the Tarboro developments, it's just kind of right sized my military service as I yeah. cruise to retirement. So you are you? Um, how long have you been in the reserve? I have almost seventeen years total. The wow. reserves five years, I believe. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, I was going to ask if you knew a friend of mine, but I think he's in the Air Force, so you probably you guys wouldn't have overlapped. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's also in the reserves. He's oh, been in for a while. Um, talk about talk about some of the reasons why you want to keep serving. Yeah, I mean, there's still a lot to do. I mean, I think that over the past nearly two decades, I've learned a lot, worked with a lot of great people, and you know, service comes in all forms and fashions. You know, I can still make a difference in a reserve capacity, um, even if it is only you know, say eight weeks a year. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those legacy relationships I have are still very active in different parts of the government, be it the Department of Defense, be it right. the intelligence apparatus, um, you know, civil organizations, things like that. So it just allows me to keep a pulse on everything that's going, both at the state level and then at the federal level, and then allows me opportunities to you know keep giving back. Uh, side question out of left field, but mm-hmm. what do you make of all this uh, this Ooh. UFO stuff? Uh, I think personally, I've seen some interesting things on drone footage and uh, infrared and whatnot. And so I will tell you this, when you understand the technology behind like laser tracking and how these platforms operate, right? and you can't explain how an aerial object can get out of your, they call it like your kill box. Right. Things, and terrestrial things do not move fast enough to do that, to, to do break that. track is what it's right. called. And I've seen that too. So I think you have to have a healthy dose of skepticism that there might be either some sort of futures technology from a near peer like a China or Russia um, or a friendly country or allow that you never know. You never know. Yeah, yeah. Keep, or, or it's just an, a If huge, the computer can't keep up with the thing it's tracking, I don't know what else can. Yeah, or it's, <laughs> My or wife's going to laugh. It's a huge hoax I think I that's that made question. it to the top of government, but I don't really buy that now because too know. many people are... I've seen things in different parts of the world yeah. on these platforms, so I don't. I, I just allow for it, something could be there. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, because open I saw it with my so eyes. Where, yeah, that's where I'm at. I, <laughs> yeah, open minded. Like, sure, I'll listen. I'll sure, listen. why yeah. not? Yeah, um, can't wait to tell my wife you asked that question against us. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that's good. That's good. She's gonna think I planted that question because I secretly do watch that yeah. stuff all the time. I'm, yeah, I'm <laughs> hey, just like not? interested in, hey, in that's great. what uh, an active member of uh, duty says. So yeah, sure. So you've been in for 17 years, just about. And when did you start? Fortis. Yeah. So I started Fortis my last year active duty. So we formed our company about eight years ago, nine years ago. Who's we? Um, Anthony Winkles and I. So he's the other managing partner. So he's out of an office in Philadelphia. And how did you guys come Uh, up with this idea? Yeah. So it was amazing. We met on an airplane flying back to formerly known as JBLM. So got married and lived happily ever after. (laughs) after. That's right. Um, 
I was coming back from a deployment and I was flying to or from somewhere, but we hit it off and he was actually running a hedge fund while serving his time as an engineer officer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we hit it off over that. We're talking about some of his models and how he did the long, short plays with investments and whatnot. And I was like, that's really interesting. Like, how do you wear two hats while serving serving. full time? So he was transitioning a little bit earlier than I was. So he transitioned and then I was trying to figure out what I want to do with the rest of my life when I grew up. And he wanted to move into more of the main street space, not just the accredited fund kind of arena. So we got talking and there's this huge demand for military families for wealth management because it's still very much a pension based planning Mm, exercise. So we set up Fortis. Originally, we just supported government families and military, and now it's grown into a lot of small business as well because a lot of military and government employees are entrepreneurs at heart, and then they take their pensions and they transition into their second career, kind of like what we did. Right. Um, it's just been like a really nice niche. Yeah, nice. So, so you started in the base of government employees or you know, ex-military, um, and you've branched into like, I mean, we've talked, you know, Business own, small business owners, business owners, sure. um, families, mm. doctors, lawyers, etc. Kind of your professional right. slash business owner um, market segment, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about the growth there and and sure. sort of how you guys have experienced over the last eight years. Like, has it been just kind of a steady up and to the right, or I mean, yeah, you know, how, I, how, no, how has that been you, for you guys? It's actually our business models worked out. We're very grateful. Um, we and both, before we get too, sure. too, too far along, I want you to define for our listeners exactly what Fortis does and is. I sure. Think that's helpful. So sure, I'll do that first, then yeah, I'll yeah. kind of talk about this. Um, on the individual or household level, we provide uh, retirement planning. So we build customized portfolios for your household based on your timeline requirements, your risk tolerances, your income, and your future goals. We also have a corporate program. We do financial literacy and 401k services. So as an example, you know, I have clients in Pennsylvania, um, some larger manufacturing companies. We come in, we explain what it means to invest and the different, what a stock is versus a bond and what you choose from. And then we do all the administrative side of that. Um, and then as a, just a supporting kind of channel, we do financial literacy. Um, some of it's pro bono to military. We fly around the country and we talk to military units so guys and gals can understand what it means to invest. And then on the corporate side, we have programs that we offer to small business where, you know, as a perk to their employees, we come in, we do an hour or two presentation, bring lunch, and we kind of allow people to go ahead and ask like questions in a safe environment and we do some sort of education. Um, as far as growth, it's been great. Um, the military base remain strong. Um, it's, we're all referral based on that side. Um, we don't actively market. We just try and support and that's worked really well. Mm-hmm. And then Tony and I both earned uh, benefits for education through our service. So we both went out and got MBAs. I'm a Carolina grad. He's a Wharton grad out of Penn in Philly. Go Heels. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then, uh, so we both have been lucky in that our networks from those MBA programs have provided a lot of opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So when did you graduate from the MBA program? 2018. Okay, so we would not quite have overlapped. Though I would have, I would have been in Chapel Hill mm. when you were there. So we had a lot of overlap. We That's just it. Never, I, and we just I, how did our orbits not cross? Yeah, I don't know. And, well, because it was meant to cross in the <laughs> there you guys. go. Yeah, that's right. So, that's right. Um, Okay. You should tell the story how we crawled on a roof together when we first well, met. We'll get there. We'll get <laughs> okay, there. Okay. Downtown Tarboro. We'll talk right, about that. That's right. Um, so, and you you were in your MBA program while running Fortis as well? I was. Kind of going through so we, about that. Yeah. yeah, we started fall of 15 and then we started, I started in 16 and it was a lot. Um, it was, I guess it was helpful that I didn't have very many clients. <laughs> so I had a lot of time for true, schoolwork. True, true. Um, but it was a nice platform, um, 
to go out and, you know, get clients. And, you know, we're so close. We can get up Chapel Hill in, in a blink and yeah. go to games and go to the inn and talk to people. And, you know, it's just been a great resource for me leaving the military because the one thing I knew is I didn't want to be, while I loved serving and I loved all my friends and their relationships, is I didn't want to be pigeonholed as only a special forces officer. Because as I separated a lot of my friends, you know, when we separate, they tend to work for the government in some form or fashion. Right. Um, you know, because you can transition to three-letter agencies and things like that. Really easily, yeah. Really easily because you have all that training. Mm-hmm. But the, I also, believe it or not, enjoy Excel, like you probably. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's kind of yeah, nice to sit behind guys. it. Yeah, it's nice to sit in some air conditioning and do some modeling as opposed to sitting out in that 100-degree Carolina heat all yes. day long yes. <laughs> on a gun range. Yes. Um, so it was important for me to go pursue that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. That's good. I, uh, I briefly considered doing an MBA. Sure as well um ended up going just into the real estate track but probably um, touch too busy now uh, (laughs) maybe after we stop having kids i'll do like like a weekend or an executive hey there you go yeah i've thought about that you know i think it's a good carolina is great they have a lot of different modalities yeah and you can you can take electives throughout all the programs so you can cross pollinate yeah Yeah. that's something that i've I've thought about at some point we're still having children. So uh, that's, that's going to be a little bit of a, a tough sure, time sure. crunch. But, uh, at some point I've, I've thought about like the executive route because I, I mean, I went through the undergrad program and it's, it's phenomenal. I mean, uh, just I'll tell university you, doing generate. homework in mid thirties was tough. <laughs> it's going to be even worse. <laughs> so older, yeah, 40s, yeah, you're mid forties. Yeah, so, right. Um, but I, I bet you can do it. So, so you, you started Fortis, you've, you've mm-hmm. continued to grow it. And when did you get married slash meet your wife? Sure. So actually I got to give a shout out to my brother-in-law, August. Okay. He, he when he was bartending at Tarbar Brewing Company, nice. our flagship brewery, um, we met on a Sunday football day and, you know, I was visiting my parents. I didn't know anybody. I was sad. And I walked down to this brewery and had a few beers and we hit it off. And then he introduced me to Eleanor. And then years later when I moved back, um, Wait, when, hold on. You were in Tarboro. Where are your parents? So they're there. Okay. They're, I was visiting. It, okay. was, it was for a weekend gotcha, or something okay. like that. And I moved to New York for a little while. You did, so. Yeah, okay. You didn't grow up in Tarboro. No, no. So I'm how did your parents there. get there? Yeah, so good question. So my dad is a retired police officer, okay. a retired police chief. So he was the chair for ECC's um, department, oh, criminal justice department. Gotcha, so he took okay. a job down there and recently retired in the past two years from there. Okay, gotcha. And then my mom teaches there as well. So that's why they're oh, in Tarboro. Oh, wow. Yeah. Big so, city man comes down to the I little, know, little I, city. I know. I know. Girl and it, so and I was at you know at Bragg and okay. you know so I kind of was like why'd you find this place and now I see why the people yeah. and everything yeah, yeah. so that was the connection to Tarboro okay. and then Eleanor's why we're back yeah right, right? of course and now we have James who's almost eighteen months so he's a Tarboro baby yeah born right. and bred so right. you know well, we're not leaving <laughs> yeah that's great man that's sure. great so you guys meet uh, mm-hmm. you're married you have a child now um, Fortis is doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell me about where you're taking Fortis. Sure. Where do you want to go? So we're very unique um, because we have this split book of business. We have this military government population. And when they retire, it's almost a diaspora. They're all over. So we're actually in 38 states on different continents. So it's interesting because, you know, you leverage technology, you leverage video, teleconferencing, phone, DocuSign, all those things. So it allows me to be in Tarboro with really a global footprint. Yeah, yeah. So where we're going. So Global um, footprint in Tarboro. I mean, yeah, I was just talking to a guy in the UK today. I mean, um, DIA guy, his wife's in the military. Okay. Um, So it's really nice. So we really do kind of have global reach. So it allows me to focus local. You know, I'm getting to know a lot of the fellow business owners and the families and provide value as far as helping them out with what they're portraying. And then it allows us to continue to 
network and create more opportunity in other places. So we're really big in like San Francisco, Philly, New York, DC, kind of, and Miami, yeah. which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we're slowly growing our base around mm-hmm. here. So that's very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it seems like, um, as I've gotten to know you and just kind of observed, Oh, I'm in Miami or I'm up in New York. Sure. No one like, thinks I work in Tarboro like, because well, you know, I'm never there. <laughs> you know, there's uh, you know, there's like families in Tarboro that have. Hey, I'm not neglecting Tarboro. Yeah, Tar- yeah. Hey, I'm at my office. Y'all are welcome to visit. Grab That's a right. burger on the That's square right. and come That's on right. by. We're marketing to the Tarboro folks now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's interesting because mm-hmm. you have these these clients that are sort of nationwide, but also there's a lot of family wealth in Tarboro. Right. Um, we've talked about that. We've talked about downtown Tarboro, mm-hmm. just downtowns in general in Eastern North Carolina. Sure. Um, for those that don't really know your efforts in the downtown, talk about what you've been trying to do, some of your current efforts there in, sure. in Tarboro, what you'd like to see. Maybe start with the social district. Yeah, so I've had a great experience so far working with members of the town staff and then some local investors um, trying to create opportunity both for small businesses down in the central business district and um, property owners and whatnot. So mm-hmm. in that vein, um, I was asked to join the Economic Vitality Committee and from there, we proposed a few ideas to the council, and the council adopted the social district, which I think has been a nice boon to business because it just allows for another revenue channel, gives you something fun you can you can have. Like for me, for example, like I would buy an IPA on a Saturday afternoon, and you know I would love to follow my wife up and down the street and shop <laughs> while pushing the baby. Um, and in that vein, we've seen more retail come in. We've seen. You know, Ainsley Construction and June and Lance Chair have done a great job purchasing and renovating properties and creating opportunities for businesses like mine to come in. Sure. Um, you know, the office that I have, I love, you know. I, I call would, it the Oasis the in the Oasis Desert. Oasis in the yeah. Desert. Yeah. <laughs> he said it, not me. Yeah. Um, but, you know. The desert is, qu- is, is quickly getting watered, though. It is. I'll, it I'll is. Throw and, that out there. And I'll tell you, I just, we, Eleanor and I were on Square one day and we saw a for rent sign. I poked in and I was like, this is beautiful. Yeah, and, it is a cool and they got office. a new tenant like that. And I think people are starting to realize that post COVID there's a lot of businesses like mine that need a place to work that might be, have been working from home that can work remotely. Um, so we're trying to provide opportunities for those businesses to be on a main street and be right. part of the community. And then also, um, I always say heads on beds, more places to stay, yeah. more food and drink options. So that way that we can fully take advantage of the social district, um, and really take that effort and marry it up with everything that the town has done. They have a great concert series. There's a lot of um, quarterly events in the sure. fall. Um, it just gives showcases what the town can be. Sure, 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 sure. Mm-hmm. What um, what are you hoping to see most happen next in downtown Tarboro? I think in the short term, there's a few things that we need. We need we need more draws that will pull everyone in on a Saturday. So. Sure. If you talk to people that grew up in Tarboro, say from the 60s on, it used to be an event coming down Main Street, you know, to get there in the morning and you would shop and you could get a hot dog or a root beer flow and you just spent the day wandering. And there's no reason we can't have that. We have a lot of cute boutiques on Main. Yeah, yeah. And we have a lot of real estate inventory that is just closed down right now that we could access and put cute shops in. Because I think over the next 18 to 24, if we can get more people living downtown and shopping downtown mm-hmm. and eating downtown, it would also encourage those that have um, a stake in downtown to maybe stay open a little later, um, participate in more community events. I really just think it's kind of like a snowball effect once it gets going. I think once you get the people living there, Mm -hmm. um, 
it, it's always interesting because certain case studies that I've looked at, mm-hmm. retail has led the Renaissance and then right. people live there. And then I've seen a lot of other case studies where people live there and then the businesses come. So that's my thesis. It's kind of people focused. So if you have somewhere to, if you can get the people in, because we actually have a pretty good population of say younger, like under 30 crowd. Yeah. If there's a wait list right now for the current apartments we have. So if you can get them downtown, then that will be a driving force to put more food and drink in and entertainment and things like that. And we have so several cool venues downtown that I think we could utilize for that. Sure, sure, sure. And and you personally, you're working on some things. I am. I was the things you can talk about. <laughs> sure, I can talk about this. Um, so right now, my wife and I are looking. Uh, we bought a little building downtown, so we're fixing up one of the units, and um, we're interested in putting a cute little coffee shop in, or an ice cream store, or a bookstore. Um, we also have an interest. We're going to put. We're going to partner with Ainsley Construction, and we're looking to put provide a tap and wine space to end cap the social district. So right okay. now. Tarboro Brewing Company's done a great job on the northern part of Maine. Um, but once you get past the middle of the street, the 200 block, you know, it's kind of a, a food and drink desert. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So we're looking to end cap that, which will allow us a platform to create events together and do That's things like that. That's close to the one that we climbed on top of, the roof. It's the brick one, yeah. Right so next we, door. we actually climbed on buildings together yeah, when we yeah. first met. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, Charles Ainsley and his family have purchased those two properties. Right. And the one that we went on the roof of, it's for those that are listening, it's 201 Main. It's right next to the gas station. It's a big white building. It's beautiful now. They've already painted and trimmed it nice, out. Nice. And they're going to do two apartments on top and office space, and we'll have the tap room next to it. Nice. So tentatively thinking, calling it Taps on Main. Right okay. Now. I like it. And then like my neighbor uh, purchased the building to the left that he's hoping to find um, a food tenant okay. and put in a restaurant. And cool. then there's other people that have done a lot um, to buy and rehab properties in that 200 block. So change is definitely coming, and there's a lot of good community partners that are seeing change that are in turn, you know, helping out. So yeah. I'm excited. It's it seems like the ball is starting to roll a bit quicker in mm-hmm. downtown Rocky Mountain as well. Absolutely, I was yeah. downtown um, just the other night actually, or last night actually, um, with Morgan mm-hmm. on a date night at the Gastro Pub. Oh no, I went and, there recently. Yeah, man, it's phenomenal. What'd you get? So. I'm a sucker for mac and cheese. Yes, mac and cheese <laughs> so, is great. And I love a good IPA, so two for two. Um, and then I believe, I think I did a burger, and then I think Eleanor went with, is there a fish? Yeah, I got okay. the trout. Yeah, I think trout. Eleanor had the, the fish. Trout. Sure, okay. sure. Yeah. The trout is it's pan-seared. Yeah. Uh, I get the broccolini and the, the mac and cheese. Yeah, it's smart. And next time you go, you need to get the, the pork belly Ooh. appetizer. It's like okay. a little thing of pork belly on top of like a little sushi thing of rice. I mean, okay. it looks like a little sushi roll, sure. but it's with pork belly. Oh my gosh. And we love that, you know, we can come to Rocky Mount now. I mean, you guys have a lot going for you. You know, I always use Rocky Mount as an example when I talk to Tarver investors, like with the mills and like what, you know, the team at Lorema has done and they have the tap room and gastro pub and we grab subs around the corner. And I mean, I think that's that little block is the catalyst for change for y'all. Yeah, and I'm trying to the fly wheel starting to turn. Correct. And yeah. I think the 200 block not to say anything bad about any other block in Tarawa, but the 200 block is you're seeing a lot of investment right now. I can see now. it. Yeah, it's, you can see it. You can come in. Right I mean, now, buildings yeah. are getting painted and purchased and cleaned out and renovated. Yeah. Um, and it's nice is because there's been some updates on the 400 block too. So I really think the efforts are going to meet in the middle. In. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, look, I know a good property management company and some I do too. guys it, if, if they need anybody. Perfect. So just keep us in mind. Will do. Uh, okay, so... Um, We've talked about downtown Tarboro mm-hmm. development. We've talked about Fortis. Um, sure. Where does all this lead for you? Like, w- what's your driving force besides just sure. being, I mean, a total spec ops 
<laughs> Thank you. What, what are you What are you most interested in? What What's driving you? Uh, candidly, it's my son. Um, you know, my wife is you know third generation. James is fourth generation. I mean, when we had James, the physician that delivered James also delivered my wife. You oh, know, wow. and has known the family. It's just. You know, I always laugh when people said, like, people are the assets in the community. But, like, I do believe that. Oh, yeah. as, as a kind of a jaded New Yorker, that's yeah. true. I mean, I, you can't walk down a block and know 10 people, which is fantastic. Right. So where does it go? So Tarboro is still a great community, but it's got so much potential. I mean, you see it, what's happening here, Little Washington and other places, Wilson. Yeah. Wilson and, Rocky you know, yeah. we have things that they don't have. We have a common. We have a riverfront park, you know. Um, so I just – he's my motivation, you know, because we're not moving, we're gonna live there, we've invested in the community, we're in our forever home. So what I wanna see is, selfishly, I can walk downtown from my house. So yeah. like, I, I'm really excited, you know, as we continue to develop and improve where maybe in five, 10 years, to get to where Washington is and every building is rented, tons of retail, tons of food and beverage, and people are getting off the highway yeah, to visit to stop into to Tarboro. Yeah, because yeah. one misconception I think is that I don't feel the commercial development off of 45 hertz the central business district downtown so we just brought in starbucks you know we brought in um tidal wave we've got cookout we have tractor supply they all add to the tax base it's great um but it's still you got to work your way in so we can have yeah. a mix of both commercial and the cute charm of like an east north carolina town and they're complementary. Yeah. you know they're not fighting against each other so both create create tax revenue um and there's other things that are coming in potentially we have an urgent care that came in um, you know, and other like the Wawa's, the sheets of the world, the Dunkin', Do I'm a New Yorker, the Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Foot stop, come on down. <laughs> um, you know, I just think it's all good because we can really have it all with the way Tarboro's laid out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I will say this, that gas station, while it's convenient right off of 64, it's tough to get into when, right. when everybody's going to the beach same day on the weekend. Yeah. I've been in there twice. Try to turn left out of Exxon. You're yes. going to just Good sit there. Good luck. You got to go around. Go to Lowe's, to, yeah, do the loop. Go, yep. go, go Absolutely. do the loop, right? Yeah. So it's, it's it, to your point, it's totally separate from downtown. Mm -hmm. You go to downtown to experience that. Right. And it's funny that you say, you know, look at all these other cities, but what we have is X, right? Mm -hmm. I think every small town has has that type of greener pasture syndrome. Like, mm -hmm. you know, maybe 10 years ago, Wilson used to say, well, everybody's going to Rocky Mountain. We, we're going to get out of Wilson. And everybody in Rocky Mountain used to say, we're getting out of Rocky Mountain. We're going to go to Wilson. We're going to go to Tarboro. Sure, right? sure. And everybody in Tarboro used to say, well, we're going to Rocky Mountain. We're getting out of town. So right. there's always an element of that. But I think each of those three towns, cities really, um, if anybody's a town, it's, it's probably Tarboro. But right, sure. it's, it's got a different type of quaint, you know, charm to it. Every one of them has something unique, right? Like you yeah. guys have the riverfront that you guys have some funding for now to really sure. design. Sure, we'll get uh, some ADA compliant you know, pathways, pathways mm -hmm. all the way some down parking. to the riverfront. That's going to be, I think it's going to be really, I mean, most people don't think about how pedestrian walkways can change development. Right. But, but think about from a, a much larger case study perspective the american tobacco trail and all the development that happened mm -hmm. along that with residential and even Absolutely. commercial in a right. lot of areas right because you can literally walk out your back door or walk out your business or walk around the shopping center and get right on the american tobacco trail right right and so having walkable you know or urban cores is something that is is super important to having good vibrant downtowns and, and i gotta really give a compliment to the team in town because we don't have full-time grant writing staff or anything like that. You know, this is, you know, the planning director, you know, and everyone else leaning mm -hmm. into these grants and finding right. funding sources to provide opportunities. So like that grant you mentioned, 
through the EPA also provides for like urban renewal. And we have plans coming from a team in DC and I'm on that steering committee and it's great stuff. It's like, you know, how do you just make downtown more accessible? Right. You know, and we actually already benefit from a really great layout because it's a grid system. So it's just, you know, aesthetic improvements, you know, minor design improvements, things right. like that. Um, but you're right. Everything, every little town around here, when I say here, Eastern Carolina, but really in my opinion, benefits from each other's success. Like I don't see them all as many fiefdoms, you know, because I, I cheer Wilson's development and Rocky Mountain's development and Tarver's development and Washington's development yeah. because they're all attractive, um, you know, and sometimes you have to convince people of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> as yeah, you know. Wilson, yeah, this yeah. guy at Rocky Mountain was calling me. Like, yeah, oh, but I mean, they're all, all great. in Eastern North Carolina, brother. Yeah, we're all close. You can get to, for me, for Washington in 35 minutes, and then yeah. I can get out to Rocky Mountain 20. So, you know, to me, I want all three to be great yeah. because I want variety. Yeah, So. yeah, yeah. Well, um, I think a good way to probably wrap up just mm. is, is just to kind of frame this. You know, you're a guy. You're not from the Twin Counties originally. I'm not. Your parents moved down here. You married a Southern gal. I did. And and things stuck. And you stuck here. <laughs> I right? did. But I did. you started a business that's now mm. successful. Um, a business, a financial mm. advisory business that's allowed you to get you know, into opportunities and deals that you would have never been able to. And you're located in little old Tarbo. Right. I, I like to emphasize you know, the fact that there's lots of opportunities in the Twin Counties. Real estate, we've right. talked about real estate development. Mm -hmm. We've talked about, you know, operating businesses. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think you're a great case study that you don't have to be, just like uh, the Oracle of Omaha, you don't have to be in the big city to, no. to do something special. And I'll tell you, uh, if you look at our client base, so we have some tech clients out in Silicon Valley. Um, they love the pictures of my office, you know, when you Google our name yeah, versus yeah, Tony's yeah. in Philly. Because Turby's... Tony's just the urban streetscape, yeah. you know, whereas like we have charm, like my building was built in 1890 and right. lovingly restored by a family from Tarboro, you know, so they, they love that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Cause we have that character that doesn't exist anymore. You know, not to beat you up. I know you did a lot of class A, <laughs> but you know, we're losing that like a lot, large swaths of the country are getting bought up and torn down to build up. Yeah. So, um, we still have that. And I think that's great. Yeah. And a lot of the third tier towns, cities there's a lot of that infrastructure that's still there mm -hmm. and just a golden opportunity you know it's just going to sure. take the right group of people with capital vision ability right. to execute and to attract others like right. you said earlier it's a people business so you mm -hmm. got to get not just residents but also retail and businesses to accompany that so you can kind of create this live work play environment mm -hmm. um, and it's right. not an easy thing to do it doesn't it's happen not. overnight i mean you need buy-in but then w when you can like someone like you that can under help people understand when you layer on all the tax incentives and the grants and everything like you can make a lot of money and do a lot of good. Yeah. It, it is one of those unique opportunities and it also takes a whole lot of work to do it. And it but it's a lot and of, a whole work. Lot of you sales. Got, you got a lot of convincing <laughs> and, 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 and sure. sitting with people and holding hands. And it's helpful when you're from here, when you're, when you're yeah. a Yankee like this me, is, it yeah, could be a little challenging. Yeah. Thank goodness my wife's been yeah, <laughs> exactly. generation. Yeah, exactly. So, right. Um, well, Liam, this has been a pleasure, man. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the invite. This is great. Well, thank you for supporting, TC Media and what we're Absolutely. trying to do and, and highlighting all the great things in, in the Twin Counties. So yeah, appreciate the UFO <laughs> question yeah, threw that. me for that a loop there. That was from me. That was good. Not, that not was good by you. So that's good. Not a conspiracy by Liam. Not no 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 no. 
and the government's listening, he asked it. <laughs> well, any local folks that um, you know want customized financial advisory services uh, and potential access to other interesting uh, opportunities that Liam occasionally throws my way as well, feel free to reach out to Liam. Uh, sure. You can go to their their uh, their website, uh, Fortis. Investfortis.com invest, or FortisWealthManagement.com. Okay, investfortis.com mm. or FortisWealthManagement.com. Mm. Perfect. Liam, Perfect. thanks, man. Thanks so great. much. Appreciate it.